Just a quick disclaimer that the information provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. We're not registered dietitians or doctors or specialists or anything like that. We're just two university students who are interested in these topics. Therefore, everything we talk about is through our own research and not through any qualification. We will be talking about diets, exercise and perhaps calorie tracking in this episode. So if you do find this triggering, please feel free to skip this one. Please do not take this as medical advice and contact your own medical team to sort out your own unique needs. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Growth Medium, where we try to give you all sides of the discussion through a scientific lens. We're your co-hosts, I'm Mim. And I'm Sarah and today we've got a diet episode once again for you and we're going to deep dive into the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet or the keto diet for short has become really popular I'd say around like from 2018 for weight loss and it's quite funny because one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is the keto flu and just miraculously Sarah is also ill today. So I don't have the keto flu, but I do have some sort of flu. Uh, so excuse me if I sound a bit nasally today. Is it a flu or a cold? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's not a cold. It's lasted for quite a while now. Um, I don't know. What what distinguishes a cold from a flu? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. What's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I assume like a cold. Isn't a flu just a more intense cold? I think so. Yeah, it's a it's a flu then because this was intense. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about the keto flu definitely later on. And we're going to be just talking about the ketogenic diet. And you know what? I'm going to be purely vibing for this episode. We're not going to be following a script. I'm like on this weird um kind of like vibe where I don't want to be scripted I don't want to be restricted I know the science and I'm going to bring it to you in a freestyle type of way today not that any of our episodes are completely scripted that's true that's true we write a script and then don't actually follow them I know we don't it's just like what's the point of writing one but we try we try but yeah okay so let's talk about what the keto diet is do you know what it is um very briefly I know that the whole idea is that you eat a whole lot of fat right it's very high in fat moderate protein and very low carbs yeah so um i think the fat ratio is supposed to be something like 70 percent of your calories coming from fat maybe i think that's what it is and yeah like 20 percent from protein 10 percent from carbs i think that's the ratio but generally speaking um, you'd only be able to have like 20 to 50 grams of carbs a day. Oh, okay. Uh, depending on what your carb sensitivity is. No bananas for you. <laughs> no bananas for you. <laughs> if you're on a ketogenic diet. I think <laughs> no bananas. I think the only type of fruit you can have literally on a keto diet is like berries because berries are quite low in carb. Because mm. they're, they're very sour, isn't it? They're not that sweet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no bananas for you. But um. The whole idea is that when you have such a high fat diet, your body stops using glucose, which is kind of, which is a simple carb and it's what more complex carbs break down into. So your body uh, stops using glucose as its primary source of energy and uses this thing called ketones. So it's quite interesting because glucose is kind of our preferred source of energy and it goes straight into aerobic respiration. 
But when your fatty acid intake is so high, aerobic respiration doesn't really happen. You don't, you probably don't know the processes of um, fatty acid breakdown yet, do you? Well, not in detail, but I do know that they can go into the, you know, is it, is it, the, is it the different, the different stages of the respiration? Honestly, this is a thing of the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, let's just say I don't know. <laughs> so, not in detail anyways. Yeah, normally in a balanced macronutrient perspective, the carbs will be breaking down, broken down into glucose and it will go through glycolysis and Krebs cycle, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, to give us ATP, mm-hmm. which is our energy currency of the cell. But like I said, when the fatty acid uh, intake, which is your fats from your diet, when that's too high, then this process doesn't happen and we go into a different uh, metabolic process called ketogenesis. And well, okay. So from this, we kind of produce three ketone bodies. They're acetone, acetoacetate, or a AA, or beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is BHB, usually in the literature. So if you're looking for it in the literature, that's what it'll be called. Um, and it kind of it kind of simulates aerobic respiration in a way, because in aerobic respiration, before we go to the Krebs cycle, we produce something called acetocoenzyme A. So yeah, normally we use acetylcoenzyme A to go into the uh, TCA or Krebs cycle, which is again, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a process in aerobic respiration. And if you're an A-level or a university student, you will know it's given you many tears, many, many tears, because we sat down and memorized that. I'm sure Sarah can relate. I do. I remember this. Someone, someone made up. Was it called like an acronym? Was it? Is it or mnemonic? Someone made up a mnemonic and to remember it, and it helped me throughout. That's literally. Mm-hmm. What I remember it? it. I don't actually remember it now though. But anyways, carry on. <laughs> yeah, at 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 A level, I had a a hard time remembering it. But obviously, at uni, we did it in first year and second year, so it kind of like stayed in my memory. But the difference was, we now had to know like the actual structure of the molecules. That was hard to do, but it helped in remembering the process. But anyway, sad times. <laughs> sad time i signed up for it to be fair true but, true yeah no, well you pay for it as well <laughs> oh my god don't remind me but yeah so acetylcholine a is a two carbon molecule and that is what helped kind of link the different processes in aerobic respiration together and again just as a reminder aerobic respiration is what we're using to break down glucose into atp which is energy our energy currency of the cell if you would like to call it that now in uh, when you have too high fat, then um, what happens is a kind of similar process occurs, which is called ketogenesis. And it's similar in the sense that we're now using a different molecule um, to kind of break down the fats. But what happens is this helps breaking down fat into its ketone bodies and the most uh, the three ketone bodies that are of interest are acetone, acetoacetate, which is AA, and beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is BHB. Acetone is like really readily just expelled from the lungs, whereas acetoacetate and BHB, I'm not going to say the long name, it's too long, but um, those kind of are further broken down in different steps and they go to the brain and the CNS and um yeah they're just basically used for energy kind of like how we would assume glucose is used except that it's just suboptimal because it's not glucose glucose is the fastest way to get energy into our cells so therefore it's the most preferred so yeah there's your little metabolic knowledge for today um 
think that's like science overload yeah yeah i didn't even go into all the processes um and i'm not going to because i don't want to traumatize you guys <laughs> so we'll summarize it at the end i think though yeah just to give a brief overview and so people understand it yeah okay yeah yeah so okay what does this mean in practice so what people think is that keto because your body goes into this process of ketosis which is the fat burning state which basically that your body is burning fat for energy um it's burning body fat for energy which means that you're able to lose weight quite rapidly as opposed to when you're not keto then you're not burning the body fat you're burning the food and the glycogen and etc etc i'm sorry to say guys but from what i've seen in the literature in the meta-analyses um this doesn't actually happen in the long term so one thing that happens in keto is that you do actually lose weight very rapidly in the beginning um and that's because what happens is you're kind of flushing out your glycogen stores and so your glycogen is bound with a molecule of water and your glycogen is stored in your liver glycogen is kind of another carbohydrate that's stored in the liver and that is bound with one molecule of water and it's just completely flushed out when you're on keto because you're not replenishing that glycogen with any carbs so there's this intense loss of water at the beginning stages and that's why there's going to be a really rapid weight loss in the beginning now when we see this in the literature what we see is that again in the beginning the weight is actually lost it's lost and that's true so yeah so there's this intense like loss of water in the beginning and that's well known um and that is what brings me on to keto flu so do you have any clue what the keto flu or anything is um i kind of do actually because from personal experience i have tried out the ketogenic diet um as as i have with so many other <laughs> diets we've mentioned in this <laughs> series but um it was i actually did it more recently i was like okay i kind of want to see what the hype is about not necessarily with the objective to lose weight because i understood and i appreciated that any weight that i was going to lose ultimately was gonna put it back on so the keto flu was basically like withdrawal symptoms i i suppose um there were withdrawal symptoms from sugar that you or glucose basically that you have in your day-to-day diet so i just felt so lethargic had a headache um couldn't really function all i wanted to do was sleep uh for a couple of days and then i think to really go into ketogenesis how long does it take what roughly a week give or take depending on the person probably about four days to a week yeah so um this i didn't stay on it that long i couldn't do it anymore i kind of just gave up like no this is definitely not for me for experiment's sake or not we're not doing this to ourselves and then yeah stopped it there yeah i didn't try the keto diet i kind of did this thing where back in 2018 when i was really into like going to the gym and um being on a like quote-unquote weight loss journey um i did this thing called carb cycling so (laughs) yeah so i did this thing called carb cycling which was basically on days that you're working out you have a really high carb diet and on days that you're not working out you have a really low carb diet and intermediate of that you'd have like a moderate carb so three days of the week for example you might be have like eating really high carb and then three days of the week 
mm, not probably not three days but like two days of the week you'll be eating really low carb so what i did was i i took this to the extreme actually um i would fast on um two days of the week monday and thursday and that wasn't for any health reasons that was more religious reasons but i'd eat low carb on those days because i thought you know what because i'm fasting i'm burning fat anyway so i might as well eat low carb as well because it will burn more fat and i mean in the grand scheme of things i don't know if it actually worked because i didn't sustain the weight loss of course i didn't um but i have to say on those days it was just very i'm not gonna lie i was quite satisfied throughout the day because fat is such a satiating uh macronutrient because it is so calorie dense and because it is so it takes a bit of time to be broken down but i was just miserable like not miserable i was i i won't lie like i had this very serious determination in my head where i was like no i want to lose weight and this is the way to do it so this is just something that i have to deal with to um get to that end goal of weight loss but no carbs man no carbs and i was fasting so (laughs) it's just such a so miserable like it's very unsustainable like Mm -hmm. we keep talking about this oh is it sustainable and 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 whatnot but really determination is gonna run out at some point because it's tiring it really is like we talked about with sophie in our first episode this idea of willpower it really really does burn out so willpower can only get you so far and really that i think that's the kind of underlying basis when it comes to any diet if you can see yourself doing this in the long term doing this as an autonomous habit like you don't even have to think about it then it's fine then it's great obviously if it makes you feel great fantastic but for the vast majority of people it really just doesn't do that and of understandably so we're obviously designed to have different macronutrients and whatnot and the planning that goes into it you have to plan your meals okay so this day is high carb meaning i can't i can have this and this and this but not this and then on those other days and then the meal preparation is just it's very time consuming it's like another thing on top of the hundred other things that you're doing yeah which was quite funny because this was my first ever year of uni so um so i was in my foundation year and you'd assume, you know, first year of uni, you're going to take a little bit more time to learn things because you're settling in. But somehow I found the time on the weekend to, you know, meal prep my meals, but also found the time to research about all this stuff, meal plan accordingly to when my low fat days were, when my high fat days were or high carb and low carb, whatever you want to say. Um, I kept my protein kind of the same on all those days, by the way. But yeah, it was like I could do it in my foundation year I guess because I had the time I didn't have you know all these other responsibilities and I didn't have a job or any societies or anything like that I could do it but fundamentally it wasn't good for the long term because I couldn't sustain that past my foundation year and I mean a lot of people will make the argument that you know keto can become a very long-term good uh like diet to follow for people especially with like type 2 diabetes but I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced yet. You did it for a year? You did it for a year? I did it for like, I won't say the entire year. I would say probably about three months, three to six months, something like that. That's still a very long time to be, to be on some, like a diet like that. It is, it is. But to be honest, I never saw it as a diet because I wasn't really 
like I was I was calorie restricting a little bit but not to the point where I was ravenous and I again I just saw this as a way for me to lose weight and make gains and I thought this was just kind of like a means to the end type of thing but again life got in the way so it was more of like a lifestyle change yeah I tried to make it a lifestyle change but I don't know like I'm trying to think back to um (laughs) 18 year old Mim there and think what the hell like what was she thinking when she did this and I just remember seeing this guy I would watch a lot of fitness youtubers right and some like amazing fitness youtubers and um naturally you'd get a lot of ads about uh how to lose weight how to build muscle etc etc and i just remember this one guy constantly coming up and then one day i just decided to click his link and see what he was doing wait who is this guy i can't remember his name i I can't remember um i think he pops up on some of my adverts too yeah but yeah this guy um he's not he's not hot he's not that bad like he's I do like the fact that he focuses on um, being able to eat not necessarily whatever you want, but um, you don't have to restrict yourself to be able to lose weight. A good relationship with food. Exactly, yeah. But uh, one day I just like clicked on his link and I it took me to this quiz. And the quiz was basically to determine your body type, how and how you should be like doing the carb cycle thing to match your workout routine and you know what i kind of took it i think i've done that quiz as well (laughs) yeah i took it on face value because i was like this guy is quite like he seems like he knows what he do he's doing so i'm just gonna listen to him and obviously now much older i'm like you needed to think about that a little bit more but it is what it is guys don't think that we're advocating any of this this is just our experiences and we're trying to be a little bit more relatable here yeah it's i'm definitely not advocating this at all it's like fundamentally what works for me will be different to what works for you and yeah and what works for me will be different to work what works for sarah but really it's trying to have like as informed as an opinion when it comes to this stuff because it's so easy to kind of get lost in the rabbit hole of all these dieting things all these weight loss things so yeah but anyway (laughs) are we gonna go back to the keto diet i feel like i talked for so long there where were we? So one interesting thing is that me and Sarah just pointed out that we couldn't stay on it for a long term. Um, but some people really do. Some people are really able to keep this up for a year, for three years. And you know what? No carbs for a year. Like, not that I'm con- like condoning this, but like, well done because carbs are life. So that first week is a killer as well yeah yeah but a lot of people do say that once you get through that first week it's kind of easier to get through the rest um it becomes i guess it becomes autonomous doesn't it but yeah so where people people have been using keto for weight loss a lot but i think also people have been using it to kind of quote reverse their diabetes type 2 and i have really mixed opinions on this um some people will really say that this is where keto shines really and that's it's because obviously if you're not having carbs you're not eliciting an insulin response and type 2 diabetes comes from when you have insulin resistance which is basically too much insulin in your blood and it's not um being efficiently used to kind of get glucose into your cells but the reason i have mixed opinions on this is because i have done some like 
study uh well no i haven't done any studies god i'm not to that level yet but um i've read some studies about this and the studies are incredibly incredibly small like one study i found that was like um insulin secretion was significantly lowered only had 37 men in the study just men 37 men that's it very small sample size and not very representative yeah and they didn't disclose like the ethnicities or anything of the men either so we don't really know of course if there's going to be if that's going to be an impacting factor but i guess in theory i can see why people would believe it works but you know it it's one of those things where the literature there is, i don't think there's enough literature on it to kind of make a conclusive statement um and really if you're like a type 2 diabetic the best thing to do would be to sit down with your doctor or your dietitian and figure out something that will work for you specifically not just you know reading a keto blog and thinking yeah this will work i mean like going back to the to the basis of the ketogenic diet and it would be that it's high in fats so i guess something that we have to think about is um heart disease wouldn't the keto diet exacerbate certain conditions yeah so that is a concern according to harvard health what an issue some there's some issues that can arise from the keto diet so the most concerning well i'd say the most one of the most concerning ones is definitely um a rise in your ldl cholesterol which is your quote bad uh cholesterol which by the way obviously ldl has its own uses in the body but when it's too high it can form plaques which would lead to things like heart disease um and there's also some worry that it can kind of exacerbate some liver and kidney conditions and i don't know i haven't again when i've looked at the literature i've looked at some meta-analyses and the only significant difference was the difference in ldl cholesterol and hdl cholesterol so hdl is your good one and what they found was that ldl was higher but so was hdl what that kind of there's kind of this consensus that um because the ldr and hdr ratio is still pretty good because ideally what you want is your uh, hdl to be higher than your ldl in relation right so if that uh correlation is still quite good that ratio is still quite good then it shouldn't be much of a worry um and again the reason i think um I guess a lot of keto followers will say that this is an issue if you follow this thing called dirty keto dirty and keto. dirty keto is just kind of you know eating foods really high saturated fat with a lot of oil so things like bacon fried eggs that type of thing then there's like i don't know if you'd call it clean keto or what you'd call it but that's just getting your fat from more whole food things so having kind of more vegetables and more um like things like avocado and uh, fats from like whole sources as opposed to like bulletproof coffee which again if you don't know what that is that's just like blending a crazy amount of butter into your coffee to kind of get um more fat into your diet yeah um it's not particularly appetizing to me but you know what (laughs) you do you but yeah obviously if you're having a high amount of butter and stuff then you're gonna raise your um ldl but 
yeah, I don't know. The literature is quite, it kind of seems inconclusive on it. But it's still a concern. It's it's definitely still a concern. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. Um, there has been like numerous new studies and this is something that keto people will use a lot. There's been new studies to suggest that saturated fat from our diet doesn't have as big of an impact on heart disease than we thought it did and I'm quite like again I'm skeptical skeptical of this I'm very skeptical of this because again it's just pioneering studies we don't even want to even mention this (laughs) I mean don't use this like use this however you will give people the wrong idea no don't no 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 I think it's it's important to talk about because people still do have this fear of fat don't fear fat people don't fear fat like fat is important for us um particularly in like membrane synthesis and hormone synthesis no very important but the right kinds of fat yeah 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 it's really really like way more detailed than we once thought it was people are suggesting that saturated fat from plant sources is different to uh, animal sources and the animal sources uh, sources of saturated fat are much more harmful there's people suggesting that saturated fat doesn't have as much of an impact on ldl as we thought it did and so people who are keto advocates suggest that see look it doesn't actually impact you and i wouldn't go that far i would not not i would definitely not go that far we don't have enough research to suggest this at all um but that's kind of your interesting new emerging field in nutrition for the day so i oh my god i've given so much in this episode i've given you like the metabolic processes i've given you new nutrition research i'm being so generous today (laughs) okay do we want to talk about the risks? We talked about some of the bigger risks. Um, there are other risks like deficiencies in sodium, in your B vitamins. So like thiamine, what's thiamine? Like B6, um, that type of thing. And like as much as I'm not an advocate for the keto diet whatsoever, if you are considering going on it please 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 make sure to plan accordingly for these deficiencies um the reason these deficiencies occur is because food that is high in fat doesn't tend to be high in um these types of vitamins and these types of minerals so you do have to supplement for it that's just full stop do you want to summarize the metabolic processes for ketogenic diet yes so let's just summarize everything we talked about because this was kind of I really like disclaimer I really had to pack every as much as I could about this into one episode because I wanted to give you guys as much information as possible but in a easily understandable way and I don't know how easily understandable this was because I did ramble a lot but hope you guys enjoyed it but yeah so essentially uh the keto diet is a high fat low carb moderate protein diet and the idea is that your body goes into this process called ketosis which is your again quote fat burning state and that's where you're using fatty acids the fat that you get from your food as an energy source from producing ketone bodies like acetone bhb aa and that's used for energy as opposed to uh carbs and glucose which would be turned into atp through aerobic respiration again this does not happen in um on a keto diet because your body does ketogenesis instead which is the process of producing the ketone bodies there's some 
mild benefits perhaps to keto and this could be um i mean it depends on how you see weight loss but it's initial rapid weight loss in the beginning perhaps um better insulin sensitivity and insulin responses um people do feel a bit more um focused on keto but i haven't seen anything in the literature really and there are obviously some drawbacks to keto as well mainly it's how hard it is to sustain and the implications it can have if you've got um if you're at a higher risk of like heart disease liver disease kidney disease etc um and there is also a risk of um having different micronutrient deficiencies so again if you want to go on a keto diet please do supplement for that but i think that's what we're going to talk about today do you have anything to add uh no just that before you go on a diet guys make sure to read up on it do your own research talk to your doctor that's always the best thing to do and um have a good relationship with food yes yes fundamentally that's um something we should all be striving for having a good relationship for food so we don't feel guilty for eating a certain thing and not eating something and i think that's a really really important mental aspect of all of this um if you do do your own research please make sure you get your research from credible sources i know a lot of people will go and read studies and will read journals please make sure that your journals are good journals um if you're ever interested in what a good journal is just type the journal name and impact score into google if it's higher than 10 you're good if it's not i would be um hesitant to take information from that article and honestly when it comes to research if you are reading a paper please make sure that you know it's been cited somewhere else or you know you have someone who who's kind of trained in reading these types of papers because I feel like a lot of people who are not you know biology chemistry science students who are not science students reading these papers and you can't really understand the full extent of it because you don't know the basic kind of scientific mechanisms that are uh that are relevant to that so if you can please get like a bio student or a biochem student or something to check it over with you so that you can see if the uh findings and results are as clear as possible again that was kind of a random ramble but Again, I'm kind of in the mood because we had some. Right, we're we're enjoying we're enjoying your your li- your little talks today. Yeah, I kind of I had a lot of um sessions the last few weeks about like how to search for a good scientific paper, and I'm kind of just relaying that information because for me it's hard enough to read a scientific paper. I can't imagine what it's like for someone who doesn't have any background in biology or anything. So I'm just saying. Yeah, it's been drilled into my head. It's been drilled into my head these couple of weeks. Um, how to you know reference, how to research for credible sources and and everything. And it is not easy reading. I actually have a few um papers to read, and and not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> yeah, my lecturers are so confident. They say you know spend a few hours to read a paper, and I was like a few hours. You think I have that? Takes t- you a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, not even that. But they, I for one lecture, I had seven papers that I apparently needed to read. Seven, and he wanted to spend me to spend multiple hours on each paper. That's crazy. That's like ten hours of work for one hour of lecture material. That's oh, too much. It really is. But yeah, so takeaways from this episode, I guess, is be skeptical about keto, and 
apparently make sure you research properly were you gonna add something oh no but like don't worry everyone we will have resources in our show notes as per usual Mm -hmm. so you can definitely have a look at those mim has has um vetted through them and uh yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i did this research before i learned what a good journal was so but to be fair i've i've looked into this a lot and i've spoken to dietitians and everything about this so um i have made some infographics and i might have a blog post up about this i might already have one up actually if i do then i'll link it in the show notes um but yeah do check out the resources that will be in our show notes Uh, yeah again i have like vetted through them some of them are excellent excellent papers um and yeah We'll have some information on our Instagram. We did not even plug our Instagram once this episode yet. What? We haven't plugged our Instagram once yet. We've just been talking. Have we not? Oh, don't worry. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll... Okay. All right. So this wraps up this episode. The keto diet um, can be good for some people but it's as everything as with everything it's on an individual basis and you know what your body's okay with do as we said before do your research talk to a dietitian i think in this situation um and your doctor you know to see what's best for you and uh thank you so much for everyone for listening to this episode of the growth medium don't forget to rate and review this episode and podcast We've got other episodes for you to listen to if you haven't listened to them already. They're great stuff, trust me. They're a little bit longer than today's one usually, but they are really good, yeah. Um, And as we said, our sources will be left in the show notes. And don't forget to tell us what you think about the ketogenic diet and everything we've talked about here today on Instagram at The Growth Medium yeah tell us your own opinions or even experiences with the keto diet because i feel like there's such a huge range of experiences so it's really interesting to me do let us know um and we'll see you next week until then bye